Hey, numbskull! What? I said, hey, numbskull! Excuse me, sir, can you speak up? I assume you are the Herman Munster character I've been hearing so much about lately! Yeah, I think I'm the only one. When they made me, they broke the mold! With you in it, I presume! No! I think I was out by that point! Welcome to a special episode of Not a Bomb Podcast. Uh, Brad, I, what's going on tonight, man? Oh, damn it, Troy. What? This is what happens when you say things on a recorded, uh, uh, on a recording. What? And you get, Use your uh, words. Sorry. I, I'm already <laughs> flustered. Uh, I'm seeing like five people on the screen. Uh, yes. This is what happens when you say things and then they have to become true. So what was we said, gathered our fr- our, We gathered our friends we are talking uh, we are talking about rob zombies the monsters yes so uh what brad is referring to is we have uh, made some comments about rob zombies the monsters and we've actually had some people write into us because it debuted on netflix and a little little backstory when the trailer hit there was a lot of hoopla about the trailer and not just a day later all of a sudden it's going to netflix and so everybody thinks it's a bomb and there are some conflicting views on this one, and we've had a request to, to talk about it. So we thought, heck, it's Halloween. Instead of doing tricks this year, let's throw in an extra treat. And, and folks, listen to this. We don't have just one guest, not just two guests. I don't know how many guests we have. Brad, how many? What, we have three? five. It's the, it's the Pentagon of it's. Yeah. It's well, you Pentagon and I are not a guest, but oh, we have yeah. three guests. Well, Yes. But yeah, okay, sorry. You, you want to introduce everybody? Go around the table here. Yeah. So uh, we have Justin and Jose from the Watch Get Plus podcast and hey. singular edition. Hello. How is everyone? <laughs> and then we have the man, the myth, <laughs> Danny from the GTTMC. There's five of us. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I was born in it. I, I just, I want to apologize to the listeners right now because. <laughs> Everybody's been doing Bane voices all day, and it has nothing to do with Rob Zombie's The Monsters, but this is how we roll. It's just going to no. be a shit show. So, um, <laughs> I'm happy it's to be the here. Monsters. I'm ha- and by the way, it's called writing your own narrative. That's what we've uh, we've all done with this film. We've uh, we kind of created our own problem. <laughs> we did a little uh, bit. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm ready to dive into this. So. I have a few questions before, because this is this is not going to be the typical show. We're probably just going to get into sharing some thoughts, and uh, I'm really curious where everybody lands on this. I know where Brad landed on this, because, uh, wow, he had a meltdown. Um, but 
I have a few questions before we jump into this because I, I want to level set this discussion. So right. the, the first thing I want to talk about is Rob Zombie and specifically Rob Zombie films and Rob Zombie as a director. So before we talk about the monsters, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm really curious what you guys think of him as a filmmaker. And I'm going to start with you, Justin. Where, where do you land with Rob Zombie? So I will say off the bat, he is a very aggressive and excessive filmmaker. And when that hits, like in The Devil's Rejects, I think it's fantastic. When it doesn't hit in such as a second Halloween film, even if I'm getting a little bit softer on it in 31 at certain points, it can be a bit too much. I like the fact, though, that he has a very unique visual style. Well, unique, that's to him. It's pretty much taking everything from exploitation and old school horror. So, but not something you see as aggressively nowadays. Everything's very nice and polished. His always kind of have a nice bit of grit to them. But he does have a problem with reeling himself in. And I don't think he has anybody to calm him down a bit. And that could be his own worst enemy. Do, do you like that? Or, I, I mean, do you get excited when Ram Zabi has a film coming out? Or you just go, hey, all I these things? I used to. Okay. Um, I started to after Lords of Salem because I thought that was, uh, he was taking a lot of chances with that. And even though I didn't mind 31 or Three from Hell, they both were just exhausting after a while. Okay. So I've been tempered a bit on Rob Zombie. Okay. What about you, Sammy? I know I know you and I have talked ad nauseum about Rob Zombie. Um, so why don't you share with the listeners what, what your thoughts are? Um, I agree with Justin a little bit. He is a tad excessive, no doubt. Um, heightened is the word I use a lot when I talk about him. He, he seems to like heightened performances, heightened violence, mm-hmm. heightened nudity. He certainly has his own style, whether we like it or not. And uh, that's what I like about him. I, I, I do get excited when a new film is being mentioned because uh, nobody makes movies like Rob Zombie, for better or worse. Yeah. Uh, um, nobody really makes movies like him. And where I'm at, uh, at least with my film watching, is I want to see that kind of thing. I want to see unique things. I don't want to see, like I just saw a trailer for Wakanda forever. looks fun, but it looks like everything else I've seen. Uh, if Rob Zombie would have directed that, I'd be there <laughs> real quick. You'd, you'd buy advanced tickets, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the nudity from Namor? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, I, I, I just, I like his visual sense. I think he swings for the fences like every time. I think he misses often, but I think he's always interesting. Okay. All right. I like that take. Uh, Jose, how about you? Uh, I... As somebody sensitive, <laughs> you can take that however you want it. I find I find Rob Zombie's movies very, very upsetting to watch. Mm. And uh, you know, I everything Justin said, everything Sammy said, he is somewhat of an exciting filmmaker because he doesn't give a fuck. And uh, there are certainly with his films no rules, really. He breaks them all. And so it's uh, watching a film of his and putting, you know, one of his Blu-ray and it's it's like a roller coaster, basically. Just make sure that the seat, uh, the seatbelt is on and the lap bar is down and then you just kind of go on for the ride. I remember watching House of a Thousand Corpses and just not being able to get some of that imagery out of my head for days afterwards. Mm. Um, And so every 
after that, every Rob Zombie movie that came up, it was like, do I want to put myself through this? Um, I do like I do like his version of Halloween. Um, I have seen The Devil's Rejects. Uh, I do not know that I would ever watch that again after I watched it. Again, very upsetting, um, and especially you know, rapey and and dark and all of that. I did enjoy Lords of Salem, and like Justin said, I thought that maybe. Maybe he was evolving as a filmmaker. Um, uh, and I don't, I'm not quite sure he has. He has his own particular style. Also, I think he's a very good looking guy. He just always looks really consistently dirty. Like he, <laughs> he, does, he looks like someone who doesn't wipe his ass very well. Yeah. Or, wow. or sleeps, sleeps on a corner and then gets up to go to his job. I don't know. He just um, looks like he's always in need of a constant shower. So. He looks like that guy that used to buy pot off my dad is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was just him. <laughs> okay. That's, I love that description. All yeah. right, all right, Brad. Let us let's have it. What tell us about Rob Zombie, guys? Rob Zombie's terrible, <laughs> just <laughs> atrocious. He's overly aggressive, just a tryhard. I, I don't want to hear about someone who. Oh, but he's a fan of horror. So am I, and I don't make horror movies because you know what? They would suck, and so does Rob Zombie's. Like, uh, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get his aesthetic of this dirty hillbilly they all look the exact same you see a rob zombie film you know exactly what you're getting you know exactly what kind of tone you're getting it's so in your face and aggressive but it's just like i am trying way too hard um i, I just i i hate pretty much everything now i i will say the first time i saw house of a thousand corpses i did like it i have soured on it quite a bit but i will admit Lords of Salem kind of got me a little bit um, for a director that I absolutely despise. I've seen all of his movies because I, I think when you c can't crack the code of somebody, you always at least keep trying. Um, and, and I, and people have like so much respect for him. I'm like, how do you respect this guy? He's terrible. Um, <laughs> and when he writes like his, his writing is so bad. His writing is so bad. I remember that scene in, in Halloween when, the one dad says, I'm going to skull fuck you or something. You're like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I met that guy in seventh grade and you know what? It's, it's just the worst. It's the worst. Um, what, what do you think about, uh, ha zombies Halloween too, Brad? Oh, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. It fucking sucks. <laughs> what else? Okay. Wait, 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 Brad, Brad, you find no redeeming quality actually in Troy, any of his. We did talk about this. We did talk about this. Perhaps I might have been too harsh on Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloweens because I've seen a worse Halloween than his. So, um, okay. But up until, I don't know, say a few days ago, um, <laughs> Zombie 2 was the worst Halloween film I've ever seen. Um I've even tried to watch that director's cut edition and all that stuff. It's just, again, I, I've said it before on, on episodes that start like this. When you start off your movie in a dream sequence, you've lost me. Yeah. And uh, that white horse shit. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad's a little uh, lukewarm on zombie. I think he's kind of in the middle on him from mm -hmm. a filmmaker. I fall in the, probably the Sammy camp. I, I get excited when I know he has a movie coming out because I don't know what I'm going to get. Now, does he make good movies? I have no clue. I, I honestly can't tell you if he does. 
I can tell you he makes movies that I I don't know what they do. <laughs> he makes movies for his wife. Okay. Um but Lords of Salem, I I I really enjoyed uh 31. I don't think it's a great film, but th- yeah. th- there's some things in it that uh are a bit transgressive and can get to you. I'm I'm with Jose Devil's Rejects. I've seen it. It is it bothered me. I don't know if I'll ever see it again. But that's not saying it's a bad film. I think it effectively did what it was supposed to do. Rob Zombie is a very interesting director to me. And I'm I'm always kind of excited when he has something coming out because I'm really curious what he's going to bring to the table. And and you may say he doesn't grow as a director or something of that nature, but I'll say he always brings something unique to the landscape in comparison of what's out there in that genre, whatever he's tackling. So that that's my take. Is, but is he a one trick pony though? I think because you know there is a lot of crossover and similarity to his films. It's almost like there's a zombie universe, and that universe is populated by a horrifically violent hillbillies. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the, I think the question is: is you know, is he really just a one trick pony? Because it just seems like you know a Rob Zombie movie. It's the same, and maybe there's some different plot elements but it's almost it almost contains the same characters the same gore the same shaky camera and you know scariness i don't know uh, i think he's as much a one trick pony as somebody like guy ritchie although i think guy ritchie can conform to hollywood if need be i'd be curious i believe guy ritchie has a billion dollar uh movie in his he, repertoire yeah, he does <laughs> And I would say that almost every Rob Zombie movie is better than it. Oh, but, oh, oh we're, we're throwing down now. Okay. Shots fired. But um, again, uh, I, th- I think he, I, I mean, I would love to see Rob Zombie's Aladdin. That would be an amazing. <laughs> yes. I mean, you guys cannot deny that we would have to go see that. Or Guy Ritchie's, uh, I don't know, House of a Thousand Corpses. That would be amazing. Yeah, there too, you so. go. But I mean, I think some directors come along and they are one trick ponies. And uh, as long as they're good at doing that trick, I'm okay with it. Um, I actually like Guy Ritchie's gangster movies. I don't really like Guy Ritchie's other movies very much. Yeah. Um, because but at least you could say he has other types of movies. Yeah. Rob Zombie really doesn't. Yeah. Well, I don't think Rob Zombie's ever going to get a chance to make another kind of movie because, first of all, his, his movies are too dark. He's got a reputation now. I mean, Devil's Rejects is, and I agree, it's it's still really dark now. I've seen it twice. I love it. Don't know if I'd watch it again, though. Yeah. It just, it it makes yeah. me feel uncomfortable, and that's what he was going for, and it worked. I'm surprised you watched it twice, quite honestly. That, that well, was I, tough I saw to get it once through. in the theater, and then yeah. I saw it once at home to make sure that what I saw in the theater was the same thing I saw. And, and I haven't watched it since. I think I still have it on DVD. I don't think I even have Blu-ray of it. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm just saying... I think that, you know, the, these guys, he's never going to get that chance, but he's also said that he doesn't want to make those kinds of movies. And it looks like he's going to be able to have a career in low budget horror films because most of his low budget horror films turn a profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, here's to me a more important question than Rob Zombie as a director. Did anybody watch and like the original Munsters television series. I did. You did? I, I grew up on it. I loved it in syndication, obviously, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, a constant watch for me. I mean, right up there with the uh, Brady bunch and 
Gidget and <laughs> so I'm, on, like, I'm gonna I all that. yeah I'm gonna assume Jose you me and Sammy were of a generation when you got home from school yeah and you were doing homework uh, there was a syndication block and mm-hmm. so you would have shows like Gilligan's Island Leave It to Beaver the Monsters Adams Family um, what was another one Brady Bunch I think you mentioned I yep. Dream of Genie I Dream of Genie yeah yes. exactly so you would I mean I grew up on this show I I love the original show. I I think I like it more than Adam's family as a matter of fact. And, and, you know, I can tell you the reasons it it really comes down to Fred Gwynn. I I think he's fantastic, but yeah, yeah, I I think, you know, sometimes dead is better. (laughs) Uh, That's all the time. Uh, You don't want to go down. Don't want to go down that road. (laughs) Your boy's there played by the fury road. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Sammy, are, are you in the same camp as Jose and I, right? This, this is what you grew up on. Yeah, so I, I grew up on it. Um, here's, a, here's a bit of a fun thing to talk about. So I grew up, I was I was real sensitive to horror films when I was little. Um, terrified of horror Aww. films. Yeah. Saw some stuff I shouldn't have seen. My parents, you know, they let me watch whatever. So I saw some stuff. But I was also confused. I was young, right? I thought, you know, I thought The Elephant Man was a horror film. And, again, of course, to a young kid, it, it, it can be seen that way. Um. I remember when they showed The Exorcist on television. It terrified me then. Of course, I've I've grown since. I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm terrified of it anymore, but I still appreciate it. Um, but there's certain things that terrified me when I was a kid that always did. So the monsters was safe. It was a way to watch the Universal monsters, in my opinion, without being scared of them at all. And uh, again, it was just a. I can't remember how long it was that I had these like night terror kind of like nightmares and stuff. But I remember it was right around the time of uh american world in london because that movie absolutely terrified me when i was a kid okay i used to have nightmares about it and of course i would go back and watch it again and again and again because it was on cable and i'd watch it over and over and over again i'd have these nightmares over and over and over again i just couldn't get enough and that's when i kind of calloused myself i kind of made myself immune to horror films at that point started reading fangoria and and, and all that kind of stuff so the monsters was always safe though and there was something it's a really cheesy show if you watch it now. Like if there's anybody of a younger generation, Justin included, that has watched an episode of The Monsters, it's very much dad jokes and silliness and very cheesy, but it's also very 50s sitcom, maybe early 60s sitcom safe. Like, you know, every like everybody's got a, you know, he's got a job and he has a lunch he takes every day. They got a pet. You know, they don't, you know, they don't talk about any of the real things that people go through and like mortgages and things like that. And, it's just it's a real just kind of happy go lucky family show. It just so happens to have universal monsters in it. Exactly. Yeah. What and Justin, I'm curious, because you are a different demographic than three mm-hmm. of us. What's your take on the monsters? Did you have you seen an episode of the monsters? <laughs> yes, I did. So I also seen it in syndication, though mine was more Nick at night in TV land. Okay. Yeah. My first exposure was not actually those syndicated reruns. It was in the mid nineties, they did two TV movies. Like they were trying to reboot it. They did. Oh, Here come yeah, the yeah, monsters. Yeah. And then the one that I watched every year was the scary little Christmas. I remember in, in my mind. Yeah. I think of Fred Gwynn in those, even though it was not him. Oh. Uh, but because of those two, and then my parents saying, Oh yeah, we used to, you know, especially my dad loved it growing up. And then they would start showing it on like Nick at night TV land. I started watching it and I'm very similar to Sammy in the sense that, I was terrified of horror movies as a kid. I loved horror that was aimed at me, like Nightmare Before Christmas, Goosebumps, anything that was a young adult horror. And I could handle the Universal monster movies, but anything that was 
Exorcist. I've talked about it on Not a Bomb. Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play scared the hell out of me. Right. Everyone on my block was teenagers who loved horror and would torment me. So <laughs> the monsters was safe, as was the Adams family. Adams family, I think I liked a little bit more just because it went a little bit further with some of the ghoulish imagery without still being terrifying. And I loved the two Barry Sonnenfeld films. Uh, but no, I, I grew up liking the monsters. I can't, I won't say I'm like a super fan or anything, but I had a familiarity with it. Okay. What about you, Brad? I have never seen an episode of the monsters. I, you could keep all of it. I don't care <laughs> that naked night stuff. You can absolutely keep, um, Brad has no soul. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. <This> is established. <laughs> it just wasn't something that like when I came home from school, it was cartoons. It was other stuff. It was not the monsters. If it was a Friday night, it was TGIF. That was, you know, my jam. I'm not watching the monsters on, you know, Nick at night or whatever. Cause it was in um, black and white and you wanted full color. Yeah, man. I was a color kid. But anyway, kind of like Urkel. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Steve Urkel. Um, <laughs> Did I do that? So you've <laughs> never, you've never seen an episode of the monsters. Never se- I, I've probably seen bits and pieces, but to, to me, like that whole monsters gilligan's island sort of like it just doesn't do anything for me i don't have any sort of reverence for it um and this is what's wrong with your generation no yeah i know i know (laughs) gilligan's island was in color (laughs) yeah but still i i just it wasn't it wasn't sexy to me so i just never Uh, never moved to it um yeah understood okay fun piece of trivia i don't know if you guys know this this is a like a ggtmc piece of trivia but do you guys know who directed the uh, Here Come the Monsters TV movie? The they one with Ed Herman, the guy that played uh, the uh, the boyfriend in Lost Boys, that actor? Oh, no. I knew he was he played a um, version of Herman, but who directed it? That would be Robert Ginty, famous B-movie star Whoa. Robert Ginty. Wow. Wow. Okay. A little fun <laughs> trivia bit there for you. Okay, so let's let's just talk about the original t- television series real quick. It ran from 1964 to 1966. Your original cast was Fred Gwynn as Herman, Yvonne DiCarlo as Lily. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Al Lewis <laughs> as Grandpa Monster. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> you had Butch Patrick as Eddie. And this is kind of interesting. So uh, Beverly Owen played the first Marilyn for about 12, 13 episodes. And then she left and was replaced by Pat Priest as the new Marilyn. Good old Pat Priest. Now, man. after the original television show ran for two years, it was a huge hit. I mean, you cannot Who's under. Who's Marilyn? So yeah, you got to watch the show, Brad. Okay. <laughs> their niece. Yeah, it's their uh, niece. Oh, their okay. niece. Yeah. We'll and she was normal. Like, uh, she just looked like a, a Marilyn. Kid. She was she was designed as a Marilyn Monroe ripoff uh, okay. that was living yeah. with the monsters. So. We'll get that in the sequel directed by Rob Zombie. Yes. So <laughs> and that'll also be played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Something yeah. probably um, the, the, the two year time span of this show. It, it was ridiculously popular. It, it was crazy. My daughter's um, interrupting your uh, your whole spiel here. Oh, nice. Hey, has she seen <laughs> an episode of the monsters? Yeah. Have, you, have your kids watched no. the monsters? No, she they the no, 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 no. Okay. Landon saw some of the trailer for it and he was like, uh, no thanks. No. All right. Well, she's she's already looking supernatural because you've blurred your background and it's like she's a ghost. That's yeah. very scary. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Troy, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's a, so after the television series, um, the original cast, or most of the original cast, because they replaced Marilyn, did a film and it's was called Munster Go Home in nineteen sixty six. Then most of the cast came back in nineteen eighty one for a television film called The Munster's Revenge. 
they rebooted the television series in the late 80s to early 90s and it ran from 87 to 91. So it ran actually a little bit longer than the original series. And that was The Monsters Today. Then, Justin, you just talked about the two television movies that they did, which was Here Come the Monsters in 95 and The Monsters Scary Little Christmas in 96. So those were two television films. Now, for me, in talking about that 64 to 66 television series, the success of the show and comedy really came from Al Lewis and Fred Gwynn specifically. Those were the the two best on the show. Al was a vaudeville actor and he had a vaudeville background and Fred Gwynn was actually a Harvard graduate. So, I mean, you're, you're talking oil and water here. Um, two different backgrounds, but they worked really well together on screen. And before the monsters, they had done a television show called car 54. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Which uh, I also watched on Nick at night. Yes. That was, that was another one that you would catch my favorite Martian and all that stuff. Right. Uh, now Al and Fred had this semi Abbott and Costello relationship that really <laughs> resonated with viewers, which is what made that series so good. But I would say also at the end of the day, the entire original cast, especially Yvonne DiCarlo. I mean, they were just fantastic. I mean, talk about one of the best ensemble casts in television history. Yeah. You get it from 64 to 66 in the monsters. So I, I am a huge fan of the original. Um, I, I have force fed it to my kids, <laughs> my wife and I, since I've ever seen full house, you were talking about a great ensemble cast. Have you ever seen full house? I, I've seen a few episodes and, Saget, uh, no, you know, no, sorry, but, um, yeah. you can Cut hold out, the monsters up to any episode of the full house and it'll, it'll beat it every day, every day, sir. Um, <laughs> Fuck those Olsen twins. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't know comedy. <laughs> they were born in it. No, you got didn't it, they, dude. <laughs> didn't the original monsters like basically lose viewers to Batman? They did. Which when is Batman, essentially why Batman came out. Uh, and I think that was ABC because monsters were CBS. So the monsters was a reaction to the Adams family and the fact that the universal monsters were so popular. But as soon as Batman 66 came out, they lost all their viewership and eventually they said, okay, we're going to make this film and then that's it. So yeah, that was an era too, where they would crank out these pop culture type shows and they would just, they'd work these people to death. They just crank out, you know, a season would be anywhere from 26 to 40 something episodes and they would just crank them out and crank them out. Yeah. For for that two year time span, this cast lived and breathed it. So if they weren't doing the television show, they were running around doing guest appearances, parades. I mean, you name it 24, seven, seven days a week, they were the monsters. So it was, it was a very, those two years was very grueling for the entire cast. So while it was sad for them to end it, I think they were all pretty relieved that, I mean, that, that was a hellish two years as an actor. Yeah. My parents, they were always like, yeah, I mean, Fred Gwynn is our Frankenstein, which I always thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. But that that's how much of a cultural impact it had, right? Mm-hmm. So that brings us to 2022. Rob Zombie, obviously a huge fan growing up on the television show, says, I don't want to do transgressive cinema anymore. I want to do a full feature film. Based I want to do regressive cinema. I want to do regressive <laughs> cinema <laughs> based on this television show from the 60s. And hence, we're here to talk about the monsters. Now, as I said, kind of in the intro, um, the the trailer got released. It was going to have a theatrical um, release, limited, I think. And next thing you know, it's coming out on Netflix in September. And um, I, I guess about the same time, the Blu-ray came out, digital, everything. So 
I am going to go around for first impressions. I think I know where everybody's going to land on this. Um, Justin's already shown his card on social media. So I'm going to start with him. Okay. Uh, cause I, I think everybody knows what Justin thinks about this film. Cause he, he didn't like shut up about it. He was like, no, I'm just going to tell the world knowing <laughs> oh, yeah. that we're recording this episode, but go ahead, Justin, explain yourself. Why, why you like the monsters? I surprisingly liked it. I did not expect to, cause I did see that trailer and I thought it looked awful. Mm-hmm. And I will say from the start, Jose, I'm going to ask you because you're better with the technical stuff. Was this filmed on red cameras? Because I know you don't like those. I'm figuring out why, because it does not, the actual like camera work and like that kind of film, it does not look good in that regard. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I think it is digital. I don't know what technically they use though. Okay. I would I would yeah. bet money it's digital. I just don't yeah, know. It's got to be some yeah. it's it almost kind of reminded me like when they first started doing digital in the early 2000s like Chuck and Buck, maybe not as bad as that, but right. having that cheap look. I will say what took me by surprise and I kind of think he should have just maybe kept everything in the dark and neon was for the majority of the first hour he was smart enough to this is all set in his version of Transylvania, which is just almost always at night. It's caked in neon. There's all these kooky sets and costumes. And that made it much easier to forgive that digital palette because outside of a few shots of the castle, I actually thought I was like, okay, this doesn't look bad. But then there would be a scene in daylight. And I'm like, oh, why, 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 why? This is when you should go on black and white because it there's a whole montage where they go to Paris that should not have been in the movie, but also looked awful. Um, but I ended up kind of being taken with its weird kitschy camp value. There's barely a plot. There's like two specials of a kind of a plot merged together, but it's very flimsy. You can easily forget about it. This is the kind of movie you almost put on in the background at a party just because of all the weird kooky imagery going on. <laughs> but as somebody, especially every Halloween, loves watching these really cheesy specials that they used to do on TV where it's just really lame, corny jokes. I love dad jokes. They're filled to the brim when this movie with them. <laughs> I surprisingly had fun with it. It's way too long. This had no business being almost two hours. I would actually go so far as to say this probably should have only been an hour, but I still actually had enough fun with this. And I like the fact that they, um, they didn't try to just replicate what we know of Herman Munster and also doing the Yvonne DiCarlo because that would have just been too obvious. I'm still kind of torn on where I landed Cherry Moon Zombie. I actually didn't mind her in this as much, but I I like the approach they went with this because if you just try to do a Fred Gwynn or anything like that, that's yeah, you can't pull that off. I, I guess it should be mentioned too, because you brought it up a little bit. This is a origin story film more than anything, right? So you don't get Butch, right? Um, Patrick's character, Eddie Munster, and you don't get Marilyn, which is why Brad was confused. So in the television show, there's two characters that are not in this film because it's sort of an origin story. Okay. You do get get Spike though, right? Spot. (laughs) Spot. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. It's Spot. Is, is the pet dragon. Spike would have made more sense though. No, I, no, I mean, it, it wouldn't. It was a very convincing dragon. <laughs> yeah, it was It was very convincing. Definitely was not an inflatable dragon. 
it, it, yeah okay mm. so there there was some money not used on a special effect of a dragon let's just put that out there why does that inflatable dragon have a hole in it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to know what rob was bend over i'll show you <laughs> uh sammy what about you uh, how how did uh this sh- viewing go for you well, I mean, it was interesting. I, I did not like the trailer. Uh, I saw the trailer. I was morbidly curious. Uh, you know, I watch trailers still. They don't really hurt movies for me. So I, um, and, you know, I'm one of those weird people who listens to spoiler podcasts and hasn't seen the movie yet and stuff. It just doesn't really affect me that way. But I sat down and watched this, and um, yeah, I mean, I it's uh, well, it's interesting. I I, I didn't loathe it, um, but I didn't like it either. Uh, it's really right. I mean, it is. Yeah, for me it is was incredibly bland. Okay. Um I did like the idea of shooting on actual sets. That was weird and I I I wonder if we're so used to digital sets at this point that the shooting on actual sets looks strange now. <laughs> um because it it gave me a weird vibe. Um but I but I really like those uh I like those sets. I'm going to rep for Daniel Roebuck here. I think Daniel Roebuck is, is nailing grandpa here. Oh, he's uh, the show. He's really good. I think in, in this movie, uh, not given a whole lot to do, uh, but be funny when he needs to be funny. And it's not hilarious. Funny. It's dad joke. Funny, but it worked for me. Uh, his performance, actually, it's funny. The performances weren't the stuff I was most, uh bored with really it was just the filmmaking i just thought it it just feels like pastiche after pastiche like little vignettes uh kind of all over the place um like rob zombie had this idea like hey herman munster punk rock band right hey herman munster and lily munster in paris hey um cartoon car hey you know i mean just it just felt like that it it, it felt like a music video in some ways and uh I don't know. I just I came away from it kind of wondering who is it made for? So this is made by 1440 Entertainment by Universal, I believe. Uh-huh. And 1440 is Universal's B movie studio. So they take things like Jarhead Two, Jarhead Three. Was it uh, R.I.P.D. Two? I think is yeah, coming R-I-P-D. out. R.I.P.D. Yeah, that's the one's coming. Trimmers. Out yeah, they. Yes. They take some of their more well-known properties and turn direct-to-video or I guess direct-to-streaming stuff out now. I was looking at it. So we have Death Race Three. Yeah. Uh, we also have the the Scorpion King Four. I yes. bet you they did Hard Target Back Two. More. Yeah. Hard Target Two. Yep. Trimmers Five. Yep. Dragonheart Battle for. Yeah, there's like Heart five Dragonheart oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like five or six Backdra- Dragonheart Backdraft movies. Backdraft 2, guys? Backdraft 2? Yeah, Backdraft 2. Yep. Yep. I, they didn't do Roadhouse 2, did they? They might have been on Roadhouse I'm sure two. they did. Or was that MGM property? Might have been an MGM property. Yeah. Anyway. How yeah, High 2? Wait, they made a second How High movie? Yeah, but I don't think it had Method Man or Red Man. So. But, <laughs> no, what's the point? but it was direct to streaming. <laughs> Either way, this is their little branch where they turn these. They take a you know, small budget, turn these uh, properties they have. And they usually turn a profit. They usually, uh, you know, spend ten to twenty million dollars on these things, and they usually uh, turn a little bit of a profit for them. Um, this obviously, Rob Zombie loves the monster so much. He'd been talking about wanting to make it forever. I'm sure they approached him, and he again, he's probably not getting a lot of offers for anything from studios. 
So I'm sure they said, Hey, here's 10, 15, $20 million. You can go to Budapest and you can, uh, build anything you want to build. Um, use all the child labor you want, do whatever you got to do, I guess. And, uh, you know, make, uh, make a monsters movie. And I think he just jumped at the chance. So for me, there is that weird feeling of, I feel kind of bad that I didn't like it because it feels like it meant so much to him, but, I just really found it. I don't know, man. It's like, it's like wanting ice cream and chewing on an ice cube. Oh, oh, Oh. okay. I mean, it's cold, but it's like, (laughs) it's not ice cream. It's not ice cream, right? There's no cream in there. It's just water. Okay. And it's it's just, I, you know, I wanted to like it. I I did because I thought all the, honestly, I I might catch some flack from this from you guys, but honestly, I don't, I I think the performances were pretty decent across the board. I I agree with that. Writing was bad. (laughs) No, I, th- I think I, you're spot on, except except for one. When I when I get to, I'll, I okay. have some very specific critical notes, but yeah. I agree with you um, on Daniel Roebuck. <laughs> yeah, very specific critical notes. Yes. On, uh, yeah, but no, I, I did, I, I did. I, I thought I was going to be irritated by Sherry Moon Zombies. Oh, 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 oh. That, that little thing she did. You guys can't see me, but um, I thought I was going to be irritated by that. <laughs> so but, turned on right now. <laughs> yeah, I have some weird. I have some weird. I don't want. I don't know what it is. I'm terribly attracted to that woman she's <laughs> there's something about her i don't know what it is wow yeah confessions she she looks like the wife of the guy that used to buy a pot off my dad i love how that joke just comes full circle <laughs> right. that's how you do a dad joke baby that's good <laughs> love it all right jose how how did uh you now I, you just watched this right jose i think we all watched yeah. it last week but you just finally watched it like last night i just finally watched it last night okay what'd you think of it well first of first of all when i found out that this was a dream project for rob zombie i thought that the world is probably going to end soon because i just that does not equate like i can't compute that that he loves the monsters and that he always wanted to do this movie right but he's a universal Um, monster kid so mm -hmm. i I find people who love universal monsters love the monsters because i mean they're they're so similar in properties and and even abbott and costello meet frankenstein again kind of fit the mold in that that 60-ish humor right and and i do wonder if he really does craft movies just so he can give his wife something to do because her resume unfortunately is is chock full of rob zombie movies and only bit parts in like television shows yeah um i've said it before in in our private conversations that i think that she's uh, may need some remedial acting courses or or potentially professional coaching um but and then i see her do something like this and then i feel bad about saying that because and then i rewatched her in halloween and i was like oh my god she's actually kind of acting here um because i and and again i feel bad because i did like her shtick um playing uh lily munster here i thought she nailed it um just in all the mannerisms and the poking around and looking and holding her hands in a dainty way or what have you um but yeah so i don't know if i was just super tired from my job and the running around and all the things that i have to do but i turned this on i admit it looked really weird i thought 
okay, there's smoke on the ground, like a Universal Monsters film, like Dracula. Like, what are they doing? Everything's lit up like a a carnival funhouse. What are all of these lights? I mean, there there was like six different colors in one scene. I'm like, what is happening? And then I just kind of settled into the vibe and I found myself laughing and enjoying it and finding it kind of charming. <laughs> and l- the listeners can't see this, but Brad's Brad an has fainted or yeah, he's <laughs> thrown his hands up and I think he almost fell over, but, but I, I uh, leaned into it and I, again, I just, it was charming and it was funny and the way that it was shot when it zooms in on Lily and there's all the hearts in the background and she's just enamored <laughs> with him on television. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I had a blast watching it. Um, <laughs> it's not the best movie ever. Certainly. No. Um, I think if it wasn't directed by Rob Zombie, I think some people, I think more people, maybe not a lot of people, but I think more people would probably be a little kinder to this if it wasn't Rob Zombie for whatever, for whatever reasons, that is my belief. If he was not attached to this and it just showed up on Netflix and people watched it, can we, I think they'd be kinder to it. Can we all agree though, if anybody else directed this, it'd be an entirely different film. I mean, this, oh, yeah. this oh, is a yes. Rob Zombie film. So yes. Yeah. Although, I mean, he did capture the tone of the show itself. Um, and it, and it is a prequel slash origin story. Um, but I agree. I agree with Sammy. <clears throat> that it does seem like a bunch of like short vignettes, like SNL skits stitched together um, because there really is no real narrative form to it. It, It's just, here you go. And now we're in Paris and now we picked up the dragon. And um, now, now here is the MacGuffin that gets us to Mockingbird Lane. And, uh, and then it just ends, which is bizarre. And then it starts with the trailer, which is the opening shot for shot sequence of the title credits for the show Second and then it season. says written and directed by rob zombie i'm like what happened what where what's happening it was abrupt yeah <laughs> it was very strange but like you know the um what's his name richard brake and the actors oh, yeah. playing multiple characters like when he shows up and he as nosferatu and then he's like <laughs> it, they're on their date and he's like let's go to my place and there's that big neon sign that says if the tomb's rocking don't come and knock it like, yeah the disco <laughs> vampire I, sequence I, yeah. yes i really did start laughing and then you know you guys have mentioned um daniel roebuck who i love him he's a great character actor i fell in love with him in the fugitive um seeing him for the first time followed his career I agree that he's awesome, but I think the real scene stealer is Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster. Uh, I, I'm, so I looked him up on IMDb, and it's been he is in a lot of Rob Zombie movies, and he's been in other things. I didn't recognize who he was, but he just I don't know committed 110, percent and he's doing like the shuffle and the like dancing and stuff like that, and I just yeah. I don't know I I fell in love with his characterization of it the. The sets are are incredible. I agree. E- even without the garish lighting, the set where they created Herman Munster, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even some of the Paris sites and then even the house itself, just really great sets. Maybe a little over-decorated, but, you know, it. I, I don't know. I kind of dug it and I thought I would hate it, but I had a blast and I did like the the dad humor. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see, I don't know if I'd want to see more. I'm not sure. But the other thing too, I agree is that there's about 50 minutes of movie here. And I think if they had done like a werewolf by night, sort of one shot, yeah. 50 minute yeah. thing that yeah. totally would have worked. Agreed. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate because I enjoyed it. Well, no, I, su- I don't, I, don't I, was surprised. I, I was surprised. I found it very charming yeah. and I laughed out loud. Strangely. <laughs> Brad, do you want to go? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm going to let, cause your face is about ready to melt off. So he has, uh, he has a stink face on. I'm, I'm going to so let you sorry, go first. Brad. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to make sure my mic. Okay. Uh, I, I will start off saying it doesn't look like a Rob zombie film. It definitely doesn't have that dirty sort of, um, I forgot to wipe a few times. Look. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as close as you get to the redneck character, I guess is floop played by Jorge Garcia or whatever yep. his name is. Yeah. I yeah. love that character. <laughs> so great. It, it, it does. It, at least he is doing something different and I will commend zombie for doing that. Um, now <clears throat> a lot of people are going to say, Brad, you were going to hate this movie from the beginning because you hate Rob zombie. Well, yes, but I also <laughs> I like how honest I, you are. Well, yeah. Right. So like, yeah. I've been going to invest two hours of my time two fucking hours for a <laughs> monsters movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, of course I, I, I want to go in and at least have a good time. Um, and that good time lasted about mm, four seconds because we do <laughs> so many goddamn wipes in this movie. to like a weird, like, do you know how you don't know how to get out of a scene? You wipe it and then <laughs> yeah. you give, you flash up a symbol and then you move to the next scene. This is the most amateur thing I've ever seen in a movie. Like every scene, they're like, we don't know how to end it. So uh lightning bolt. Uh, and then you're just like, what, what are we even doing? And guys, like this movie should be 50 minutes, but then it feels like they left out another half of this movie. Cause there's like parts of the story that just happen. And then things just kind of, and you're like, this is obviously written by Rob zombie, which his writing is, not good at all and so if you say anything about rob zombie it's more like visually he knows what he's doing uh he can compose a person getting stabbed multiple times he knows how to do that writing a script is not not his yeah not his forte he has Um, uh he has moments where his writing is good um (laughs) but but yeah, I don't I can't think I was trying to follow the story of this movie, yeah. and it's like it's a super not complex, like it there's hey, there's a real estate plot line in this movie. Um <laughs> it, but then it's like that gets that's like you think is gonna be the whole the the conflict of the movie, and it's resolved literally in four seconds, and then we're like end of movie. And and I'm like, we dilly-dallied along this whole runtime. To get to the end, and this abruptly in the movie, there's no conflict. Uh, the brother Wolfman shows up at the end, and we're like, "Oh, okay, I forgive you for basically, you know, taking advantage of me." I don't know, man. I, I, you guys, family, being, man. Yeah, you guys are being way too nice about the Sherry Moon zombie stuff. She is. Oh, some of her line delivery. You're like, have you can, ever? Can we? Do you know how to look, read? Yeah, we got to talk about this real read? quick. Hold on, we seriously, we really have to talk about this. I don't know what Sherry Moon Zombie is doing in this film. 
it is some weird kind of acting with their hands moving around all the time and she's keeping it at shoulder level. And anytime she delivers dialogue, her hands are in motion or they're stationary at shoulder level. Put your fucking yeah, yeah. hands down. It's like distracting. Yeah, she's the Ricky Bobby thing. I was just about to say, she's got the Ricky Bobby I know. It's like her what hands are trying hands? to do all the acting because she can't deliver a line to save her life. And, and this whole thing, I, I think she watched the intro to the monsters because Yvonne DiCarlo does this every once in a while. But she, I mean, the, the original episodes are only like 20 minutes, right? Yvonne DiCarlo puts her hands we down so lucky. for a majority of the episode. She doesn't walk around with her hands. It's the most distracting. Look, Sherry Moon Zombie is terrible in this film. Absolutely fucking hey. terrible in this film. Okay. No, no. no arguments here. No. I think no, I, she's doing I more Morticia. I think she's doing like more Morticia Adams, but you're right. I think that she went with what people saw from like commercials and yeah. stuff of of how she's acting and kind of went with that but like i don't know like the the original show had this tone the original show had plot threads that were resolved four minutes later because it was a sitcom i'm not talking yeah, about but that you had i'm not talking about that i'm talking <laughs> about put her hands down she acted <laughs> she couldn't deliver a line without her hands at her shoulders doing something that it, it's stupid it is the stupidest thing i've seen in years I will say Man, this. It, it's amazing. It's hot. It's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about them hands. It's all I, about them hands. I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at them hands. And what I wanted those hands. I'm to sorry, do. Brad. I did not mean to interrupt you. No, you, I could, you're fine. Keep going. I, keep going. I could I rant and, and be just overly crazy about this, but it's just at the end of the day, like it's two hours. It's poorly edited. It's poorly written. I will say the guy who plays Herman Munster, I did like. Uh, the guy who played um, the Count. Also, I will give props to um, uh, Daniel Roebuck. Um, so they, there were some things I, I kind of enjoyed. I wish it was more of the Count and Herman kind of butting heads. Yeah. But even then, that gets resolved really quick. Um, it just seems like every plot line they had, it just comes to a conclusion and it's like, well, where's the real conflict of this movie? Even when they notice that all the neighborhood people are real people, that gets resolved in like two seconds. You're like, oh, I, I don't, I don't understand just the basic like ways you write a story. Like, give me three acts, give me a conflict, give me a conflict resolution, and then let's you know call it a day. I, I just, it's just so amateurish. And I'm not saying that I could make a better movie, but there are times when you watch something like this, you're like, at least I know like how a story should be told. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I did. There were some things that I did enjoy, so I wouldn't say like I completely hated it. But boy, it's 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 down there. Um, God, and the runtime just does not do this thing a favor. Like two hours, two hours. So no, you, I agree with that. So did, you only watched it once, is what you're saying, Brad? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will only ever watch this once. I'm done. You don't own it. I do own it. Okay. <laughs> Did, Did your kids watch it with the you? Commentary. I need to watch oh, it. Gosh. I no. Gotta, I gotta. I gotta buy it. 
I gotta hear yeah. that. I didn't. Right? I didn't get to listen to the commentary, yeah. but now I'm dying to listen to it <laughs> after this. <laughs> I almost bought this, but decided to do Netflix instead. So I'm like, kind of curious because I think it was only like 15 bucks at. Yes, yeah, I got it for 14.99. So luckily, yeah. I didn't spend that much. Brad might sell you that up. I guarantee you for five bucks in no time. Oh God, yes, yeah, Sammy, <laughs> you are right. You are right. Brad, Brad might sell you his copy, Justin. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So. The first time I watched this, uh, wait, what? Yeah, I watched it twice. <laughs> Even I didn't watch this more than once. <laughs> I watched this twice. Wow. That is four hours of your life choice. So <laughs> I'm texting. I'm like, what is this, going? Did you have the mask uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the first time? <laughs> <laughs> or no. did you wear it on Little Troy the second time? No, no. Um, <laughs> I I got to be honest with you. I I was taken aback the first time I watched it. Uh, I I don't. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I still don't know what happened. And I, I got a list. So I'm, I'm going to go through my oh, list real quick. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to start with stuff that's not very good. Okay. So <laughs> buckle in. Um, Can I get a beer? Yeah. We, we already <laughs> talked about Sherry Moon Zombie. I've said my piece on that. That's I, You guys are drunk Hot. if you think she was good in this film. <laughs> Hot, sexy, those teeth. Yeah. Oh <laughs> the other thing, there is... Um, I, I am not a fan of the consistent camera movement in some scenes. There mm. are a lot, and I mean a lot, of unnecessary Dutch angles within the composition. And yeah. it's a transition from one Dutch angle to the other constantly back and forth. And it doesn't work in these scenes. I, I don't know if it's going for spooky, creepy, atmospheric, but it's way overused. And in fact, now, that, I'm assuming that the original Munsters was a single camera show. Yeah, it I mean, was locked it was, down. Yeah, there yeah. was no floating camera. Yeah, there like wasn't. This. It was. Yeah. It was a little crazy in some scenes. I so you know, some some of what Zombie does looks great, um, but I gotta say the excessive movement. Wait, like of the like what? What looks great? Uh, I think what helps him out. I'll give you a great. Uh, I, I would say example of the sequence when they're bringing Herman Munster to life the camera movement and everything that's happening during that sequence and the fact that he's concentrating and that set wasn't built. They found that they just added stuff to it. If you watch the making yeah. of it, um, cause I watched that too. There's a ton of <laughs> stuff that, um, occurred in terms of them location shooting. And then when they came across this like abandoned facility, they're like, this would be a fantastic place for a laboratory. So they kind of spruced it up a little bit, but the, the window stuff that's, at that's all original. Yeah. So the camera movement and how he does a, um, I don't know, homage to like the original Frankenstein films, it works in that. And how he's moving his camera in that sequence works fantastic. It's when he's trying to uh, apply like these shots of the camera moving where somebody's just walking down the hallway and there's really nothing going on. And I think he knows there's nothing going on. So the camera moves mm. like that. That annoys me. Um, th the next thing on the list, the music can be overbearing and annoying in sections. And I know, I know it's being used to enhance the delivery of certain jokes or slapstick yeah. elements, Yeah, but it doesn't work. Um, and I think it actually takes away from some of the shtick, but on the flip side to that, the music that they're using for what I'll call the mild, creepy setups works. So the traditional Halloween spooky environmental music works but the slapstick sticky zingers don't work. I, I think they're distracting. Okay. Okay. So that that's my list of bad stuff. 
I fucking love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> I, oh, man. I was not expecting Out of those though. three things. He did watch it twice. I watched it twice. That is true. <sighs> Tabitha even had mentioned Tabitha's eyes were rolling through the whole thing. Cameron comes yeah. down and he is laughing as hard as I am during some sections. Like <laughs> just the whole Lily's asking him out on a date and he's trying to figure Herbie's out. He's got a date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was dying. I was the whole thing of him watching a Woody Woodpecker so, cartoon in, yeah. in, in French. French Woody Woodpecker. And then amazing, he's like, this thing's way. confusing me. And then yeah. he gets drawn back into it as somebody's knocking on the door. It's those little moments that had me in stitches. That 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 date moment is one of the better jokes. The moment where he opens the book and it already yeah. says Herman loves Lily. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, let's see if I got an open date here. And he, you know, that's that's a pretty good joke. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. The monsters look great in this film. The monocle zombie that they open with looks cool. Um, Nosferatu looks cool. Even when he's showing like this whole I was dying when he pulls out these pictures of these rats and he's like, oh this is this God. rat and this it one, and you got to watch amazing. out for him. And, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? They're on some dinner date. Uh, the creature from the lake looked cool. It looked like yeah. sort of a cartoonish version of the creature from the black lagoon. Yeah. I think that might've been the color. Yeah. And the, and the monsters themselves, I think the, they got the costume design and the creature effects and everything and the makeup um, was, was just down pat. The sets, I really, I really thought when I saw the previews, I thought Daniel Roebuck's makeup was overdone. No, I, it's perfect but, for this. But it, but yeah, it, it works really well. Uh, and you're right, the makeup in the movie all throughout is good. Even the uh, what's his name, the uh, the the uh, brother, the half brother, the werewolf. Oh yeah, the werewolf, the werewolf looks good. Um, yeah, someone explained that to me. I was so confused. How can he be related to them? I know it's a setup so that if they were to maybe have another movie and introduce like Eddie. Okay. Or whatever. Jose, he's got how, werewolf DNA, but like, I how can how can Lily and a man-made monster have sex and create a werewolf boy? Well, I've got a video for you. Okay, oh, there you go. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Watch oh, Justin's God. video; it'll what explain. Do I have to search on Pornhub for that. Um, and the sets, I think. Also I think we've all directed by Bob Ginty. <laughs> the, the sets it's are also so... called "Here Come the Monsters." Yeah. The... Oh my God. <laughs> I'm wow, sorry. We went there. Okay. So the listeners, <laughs> listeners, you didn't, you, what you all didn't see was when Troy said, I freaking love this movie. Like all of our eyes popped out cartoon style and like everybody went ape shit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And Brad, one, I think actually headbutted his microphone. I'm starting yeah. to wonder. I've come on the show a couple times recently and it seems like every time I come on here, I think he's not going to like something and he loves it. Oh, dude, I love it. the sets. You cannot deny how good looking the sets and the world. I mean, they do an amazing job of world building just from the set design. I think oh, it's I, fantastic. I think Troy, product, the, if, Troy, are you like, fucking with me? Like, are you, like, are you I, I don't Troy sets are easily yeah. the best thing about and, and the then, sets and the costumes. We're in October. It's not April Fool's. Yeah, yeah. He's, yes. Listen, I think he's serious. And, and production design <laughs> is the MVT of this film. I mean, it is. No, 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 no. It it's it's second. The MVT of the film is Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster. Dude, he gives the dad joke performance of the century. His his delivery is perfect. He has this expressive <laughs> face that is accentuated yeah. by the makeup design. It really yeah. works in his favor. Um, he's fun to watch. He knows exactly what his character is supposed to be. It's a combination of swagger, of this boyish charm, and idiocy. And yeah. he nails the laugh, too. 
I, I love it. Anytime he's, he's, he's on the screen, yeah, I'm I'm chuckling anytime he's on it. Daniel Roebuck is great as Grandpa Munster. He's goofy yeah. and he ploy. He, there's not enough of it, but when it's there, he's a great foil against Phillips. Um, these two aren't Lewis and and Gwen, but they work really well together. Um, and when Phillips is on the screen, the money, uh, the movie is super funny. I mean, I love it. I laughed a lot. Like Tabitha was commenting how much Cameron and I were chuckling through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I felt the same way about Roebuck when he was on screen, even if he was just rolling his eyes in the background, I thought his timing was perfect. Yeah. And they're so good. This is how good they are. This is how good Phillips is. This is how good Roebuck is. They, they over, they overpower Sherry moon zombies acting sure. hands. Sure. Um, whatever she's doing and however terrible she is, they manage oh, to overcome everything yeah. that she brings right. to the table. You're right. um, I also liked Igor and and um, the count interacting. They, I, I did like the two of them. Their they were little, fun. Their stick together was kind of cute. Did he ever turn back well, from the bat? No. So that that's part of the prequel, the origin story. So on the TV show, Igor was always a bat. Yeah. Oh, Igor okay. was now, about. Now I think I remember that. He could never get Igor back from his bat form on the TV I show. I must have forgotten that. Okay. Yeah. And, and <laughs> well, if you got Peacock, you can watch every episode of The Monsters. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. It, it, and that's the thing, man. It's one that you, you talk about the original show being sort of like one big dad joke, but I think we call dad jokes like 60s and 50s humor. Uh, and yeah. it's yeah. very lighthearted. It's very slapstick. Well written on the TV show, though. It's it's a well written show. It's it not is. Bad... This is not the level of the TV show. No, um, it it isn't. But I think what Rob Zombie does is for 2022, he managed to to basically bring the humor over enough without basically just replicating it and rewriting the jokes. You know, scene for scene. Yeah, so, I think I, I I definitely do not like it nearly as much as you do, but. I think that this is a great example of a director. This is one of those, you know, I farted and it smells good. I'm going to smell my own fart kind of movies. <laughs> like, I, I just it, feel like it he, does have that. A, yeah. He has the time of, he's having the time of his life. He is. He is. And he's got his wife there. He's got his friends because he only casts his friends. Mm -hmm. And I just think this is like, you know, it's a, another one of them examples of a movie. And that doesn't mean it's a it's a well-made movie. I, I don't agree with you on that. I just think that it's clear to me that he's having fun. I would be amazed on the commentary that he doesn't laugh at some of the jokes he wrote. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it for a third time just for that commentary. Oh my God. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. listen now, too. I'm, I'm very interested. And, and keep in mind. So to, he does really good commentary tracks for the record. Yeah, I, I look at it this way. So I, I have a range, right? So if you're talking about family-friendly spooky films, because this is what it is. He, he basically, that's what he made it for. It's a pet project for him. I agree it has that element of I farted and I my farts smell really good, yeah. But I think there's some quality in that fart. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna smell that fart, and I'm, I'm gonna go, yeah, that is a good fart. Um, nice, heavy protein. Yeah, maybe a little, uh, a little I, bit of cinnamon and definitely a little marijuana. Yeah, I, I, I grade it on this scale. I would say some moon top tier of these types of films for me is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Like that is that's well. the pinnacle. Okay, that's okay. that's my favorite. Now, if you, if you're putting this in that ballpark, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I was, I'm going to okay. unplug my mic. I'm saying this <laughs> for top tier is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay, we're talking top tier. Top tier. Now you drop down a level and you get to like the Adams Family, those two films, some of those things, right? Okay. You go to another tier and you probably get Ernest Scared Stupid. 
and, yeah. and those type of films, right? Yeah. Then you get the lowest of the low tiers that's just rolling around in the mud. That's Hocus Pocus. So that, that's <laughs> yes. my ranking. This right? is better than I would. I would watch this five times over before I watched Hocus Pocus. I agree. To Same. me, this is right in it. If if you're saying, you know, Avent Costello, then the Adams Family movies, then Ernest Scared Stupid, then Hocus Pocus. To me, this falls a little bit above uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, but under the Adams Family. But it's closer <laughs> to Ernest Scared Stupid, which I still think is funny. Where's Hubie? Hubie Halloween falling. I, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I, I can tell you Adam Sandler is by default would make me not enjoy it. So yeah. it's actually not that bad. It's, it's actually moments. Yeah. Ray Liotta is fun in it. Yeah. If, if, it's surprisingly see, entertaining. Yeah, whenever I see him do a voice, turn it off. Yeah. I, but <laughs> I, I'm the same way with Adam Sandler. But no, I, I just, I think I had a blast with this film. I, w- I watched it twice uh, just to make sure. Because the first time I watched it, I'm like, why am I laughing at this? I don't get it. I don't, I should hate this film. And then as soon as it's over with, Tabitha's like, you, you had a blast during that. I'm like, oh my God, I did. I, let me make sure. And I watched it again and I was laughing at the same stuff. So looking forward to your second viewing of Halloween kills. Now (laughs) I I told you, I will, I will watch that in conjunction with the other two. Maybe my mind will change. I doubt it. It's not how this is better than Halloween ends. So. Do you no. know when I when I knew I was on board with laughing at this movie was there is a shot where where um Lily Munster goes to visit him after like his show yeah. and um Jorge Garcia um is trying to like <laughs> ask like why do you want to see him or this this and that and there's a shot where she's standing on the steps and next to her is the poster for the event right but mm-hmm. it's a poster of like Herman Munster looking all googly eyed with his like mouth open, <laughs> but the way that it's situated is it's almost like he's gawking at her and yeah. she's standing there like, well, I'd like to do that. And I'm just looking at these two images and I just was cracking up and I was like, okay, zombie finally composed a shot that meant something. I, I knew there was, was like an in joke. Yeah. I knew there was something <laughs> wrong, which I think is when my first text sent out, like, why am I laughing so hard at this? Is when he tried to play piano. I lost it. (laughs) Yes. So I think this movie would have been a different level of funny for me if we would have. If it were funny. Well, (laughs) if if we would have gotten the the. So one of the things Fred Gwynn did really well on the TV show was he played stupid arrogance really well. Yes. Like his Herman Munster thought he was better at everything than he actually was. And but he but he was so kind hearted, so sweet and everything else, you you went along with it. And you hated to see him fail because you knew his heart was in it, but he was just had no he had no capability, he had no talent. They needed more of that. The piano moment is that some of the dad jokes in here, the glass coffin joke is actually a really good joke. Oh my god. Yeah. I <laughs> laugh remains to be seen. So hard. I love it. I love it. Yeah. When he comes out on that show and finally reveals that it's not the smart brain, it's the dumb brain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, ske- what was it? Sketchy or whatever his name was. Um, that whole scene had me laughing like crazy. It did too. The yeah, whole wishing like, well and his wife fell down it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think if they'd have played more with that arrogance, because toward the end, he he sees uh, a character on TV and he's like, if that guy can do it, I can do this, you know? And he starts talking about, wait, till they get a load of this mug, you know, and that kind of stuff. 
they needed I, I think we needed more of that Herman counterbalanced with uh Sherry Moon Zombie's Oscar worthy performance. Oh Jesus. And, <laughs> and Daniel Roebuck's easily best supporting actor performance. Uh I think if that would have been counterbalanced with that, I think I would have laughed more. I'm not gonna say I didn't laugh because I would be lying to you. I did laugh, but some of the laughter for me was a little bit out of Jesus, I'm kind of embarrassed for you. You know, one of those kind of laughs, those kind of moments, a little bit uncomfortable, a little awkward at times. But uh yeah, you know, I like Jeff I like Jeff Daniel Phillips. He he's got a really weird look. He's good in zombie films. He's in Halloween two and three from hell. I'm pretty sure he played a warden in three from hell, a pretty awful warden at that. Rob Zombie loves prison wardens, man. He loves that. That's like one of Just his- as much as he loves those rednecks. Yeah, he loves redneck cops and prison war. You know, and, and I do too because I grew up watching. Who was, movies, but- who was he in Halloween too? Uh, was he one of the truck the drivers early on in the movie? I can't. Maybe. I yeah, I can't remember. He's, yeah, uh, I, he's I, a striking looking guy. I mean, he's. I've seen pictures of him in, without the makeup, and I'm like, that's. I can't believe that's Herman Munster. Yeah, the, yeah that makeup is fantastic. When you watch the making the of, thing. it's really cool how they do the the layer on the prosthetics and and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I I strongly urge to buy the Blu-ray. It's it's quite good. He uh, he wears also, like a white trash mustache. Yeah. One of those. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. I will also say this: Richard Brake, the scientist that that creates Herman Munster, basically. Um, he's like a scary looking dude. He, Justin mm-hmm. and I, we reviewed a movie he was in yeah. and we were sort of like, he looks like a scary serial killer person. Yeah. I guess if anything, Rob Zombie should be credited with making him look somewhat presentable or attractive in this film. Like, I think this is the most that I've seen Richard Brake looking actually like attractive and not scary and not like a, pedo or whatever yeah (laughs) he's kind of distinguished in this yeah i know i know a few. i think i know a few things about him i know that when i did research on him because he came out of nowhere for me uh really in that three from hell film that zombie did and i think he played one of the cavemen on that caveman tv show remember the geico oh my god nick kroll was one of those cavemen yeah i remember that i think he played the other caveman yeah anyway wait are we talking about phillips or brake oh no i'm talking about phillips but also got it now richard brake I've talked about him on our show over the years. Now he is one of my favorite character actors. He has a very angular face. He was in uh, Mandy. He's been in, he was in 31. He, he steals the show in 31. Uh, as he the was the night King for a few seasons. Yeah. Night King on uh yeah. On yeah. game of Thrones. Cause of his very angular face, he's very skinny. And, uh, but I think maybe most notoriously he played, um, uh, the guy that, uh, I think in Batman returns, he's the one that shoots, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents uh, playing uh, the the kind of a, the the Joker predecessor in a way, and I think that uh, Burton was going to cast him as the Joker. No, he's and Joe he, Chill in, in Begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, Joe Chill. That's right in Begins. Yeah. So, some, so somebody was going to try to maybe make him Joker as opposed oh. to Ledger, but but he, he yeah. would be a great Joker because of his face. Mm-hmm. He's a great. He actor. was also in Hannibal Rising. He uh, ate Hannibal's sister. Well, <laughs> and don't don't forget we do get uh, it's it's. A little bit more than a cameo, but we get Miss Elvira herself, Cassandra Peterson, in the back end too, which yeah. was fun to see. I, She's I, pretty it, cool. Yeah. Believe Butch Patrick voiced the robot. The robot. Yeah, yeah, there there are like Pat Priest um, is on the Transylvania Airlines stewardess. Yeah. So you get original cast members of the monsters <laughs> within here. That's a pretty funny scene too. Getting drunk on Shirley Temple's. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I I chuckled at that. 
It's fantastic. Also, uh, he was in Barbarian. Richard Brake, he was in yeah. Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, that's scary right. in Barbarian. Yes. Yeah. Brad, are He's you okay? The... I, I'm worried about Brad right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many compliments coming to this film. I know. I think Brad thought he was at least going to have someone I thought on his someone side. would Maybe be in my Troy. Like, but what I thought Troy on? was going to be on your side. I was floored that Troy loved this. No, it's starting to make How more did sense. Eighty percent of us like this movie. I don't understand. Well, I mean, it should be said. I, I didn't. I didn't say I liked it. Okay. I, I, you know, I didn't hate it. I, it's very rare for me to hate something. I, I, I just have. I mean, it just seems like wasted energy for me to hate something. And I, I don't make movies. If I made movies, maybe I would say I hated it. But and and I'll be the first to say the first fifteen minutes, I didn't know what to think. Like I have hate in my heart, so I let it out. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what we were getting with this 15 minutes. I was impressed with the set designs and everything else. But I got to tell you, as as, sir, as soon as we get Herman Munster, and, and I, I did laugh at the Nosferatu stuff when, you know, the dinner dates, et cetera, Dana Robot. I mean, I was, I was chuckling a little bit, but full-on laughs when we get Herman Munster playing the piano. And, and at that point, I'm like, there's something wrong with me because I'm really having a good time with Guys, this. Guys, can we stop calling him Nosferatu? His, that's not his name. It's, it's Orlock. Orlock. Yeah, come on. It's Nosferatu. He looked like Nosferatu. No. Oh, man. Nosferatu. That's, his name Nosferatu is, Count, is Count Orlock, is yes. what he's saying. Yeah, it's, it's Nosferatu. And that was break, by the way, in makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. He looked great. He looked fantastic, even with his cute little rat. And I love, I love at the end there's something in the news that he's dead because he got eaten by rats or something like yes, that. Yeah. I was Count Orlock eaten by rats. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you, oh are you going to make God. it Brad? Are you going to be okay? Hey, I'm glad that people, I'm glad you guys liked stuff. Like I, I don't <laughs> see it, but I'm <laughs> glad you all enjoyed it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they're gritty teeth. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you all found enjoyment out of this piece of trash movie. Uh, well, Brad, is it is this better than Funky Monkey, or would you watch that movie again? Um, for you, I have yet to see that masterpiece. I if, need to. Am I in Maryland for Funky Monkey? Because I can do <laughs> other things in Maryland that I can't do legal. Um, I don't know. Probably, probably this, but that's not a high bar, dude. Like, I'll just ask. What about him. a Funky Monkey Monsters cr- crossover? No, oh, yeah. that's ridiculous, Justin. <laughs> now, is the monkey silly. played by a guy in a suit? Because it's played by Richard Brake. <laughs> well, you do, you do get a, you do yeah. get a monkey in a suit in this film. Yeah, there, there was slight monkey in this. All right, wasn't that okay? Fun? That scene was also very well done and oh comical. Now, because I just feel like piling on to Brad, I where he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a better partner for her. Yeah. Chimp, the monkey person. (laughs) Yeah, um, I had a really big belly laugh. And to Brad's point, I do wish we would have seen more of Herman and the Count because I mean, I guess you get some of that with Richard Brake early on. But the the hardest I laughed, and I scared my cat because he was like sitting on the chair with me, and I laughed so hard he like ran away. Was when (laughs) Herman kind of like is shuffling up uh, to meet uh, the Count at the castle. He goes, you must be the Herman Munster. I've heard everything about it. He goes, yeah, they broke the mold uh, with me. And he goes, with you in it, I presume. And Herman stops, <laughs> thinks about it, and he goes, no, I think I got out in time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, that was my moment where I'm like, all right, I'm with this thing now because I howled. Uh, uh, the dead, dead joke opportunity. You can't run away. What a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> anything else on the Munsters? I'm I'm glad three of us, well, three and a half of us, had a good yeah. time with it. Yeah, it, it's it's it, I, it, just for me, it's just right down the middle of the road. I mean, yeah. I, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. I uh, I get more that. offended that Troy keeps calling Count Orlock Nosferatu. I think that's bothering me more than anything. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty offensive. But uh, I will I, I will go on record and say this: I will own this at some point. Because I own everything. <laughs> I own everything that Rob Zombie does. Uh, because, and this is the reason, another reason why I like the guy, he does great behind the scenes documentaries. He does. For his films, and he does great commentary tracks. The guy loves movies. He doesn't uh, always do a good job. But, uh, man, his love for movies is infectious. This is the thing. After this, I really <laughs> I really want Zombie to do something. I, look, he he did a comedy, more or less, a, a family-friendly comedy. Great. What Go into another genre that you want to tackle yeah. and see what you bring to it. Do an action movie. I'd like to see a Rob Zombie. I would, too. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. Do a musical. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm in. Call it Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would be a musical with hard rock. Yeah. I, I would see it. I would totally yeah. see it. Rob Zombie, Man. if you're listening to this, do a hard rock death metal musical with Sherry Moon and other people do a heavy metal version of Mama Mia. It there you go, Metal Mia. Yeah, it just be, it just be called <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do do the witches. Um, any anything yeah. else you want to add on there, Brad? Uh, nothing. No, good. You you just like get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like I, I've I, been bamboozled no i i mean again (laughs) this this is this is another example of why i love movies so much i mean you think on the surface you're going to go into something and i'll just be honest with you i thought i was absolutely gonna hate this thing and i don't hate anything anymore i can't even tell you the last movie i hated uh halloween ends Uh, i love that movie out of all of us i'm the one that loved that movie oh i know that that would be a uh, point whatever that is you guys are the mathematicians not me but um, I love that that you love these things, uh, Troy in particular, and and Justin and and Jose. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I surprised. I I or at least liked it a lot. I'm I, not I'm not mad, guys. I'm just disappointed in all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, there's a big difference between being mad and just being disappointed and keeping you out of the will or <laughs> bewildered. Yes, Damn we it. should we should also probably mention it was shot as you said. It was shot in Budapest and Hungary. The cinematography is by a, a man named Zoran Popovich, Ooh, and like the production, <laughs> the production design is by Juicy Sturdy. What? <laughs> just, just making words up. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, does does he know saucy bacon? <laughs> he probably knows saucy bacon. <laughs> I tell you, you guys know that female news reporter that does the goofy New York accent. That's Sherry Moon Zombie. I know, huh? I know. It was she was good. That was. Another, I love that segment. I, I was I mean, laughing. Another great performance. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I I Donna love Doom that you love Moon Zombie and her yeah. acting. Um, she's 52. I'm 49. Let's talk. <laughs> she looks good for 52. Holy she shit! Does. He looks really good for 52. Woo. She does. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing he, I enjoyed he's younger too was, than Rob Zombie's pants though. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> The other thing I kind of enjoyed too was um, the stupid jingle that was on the on the television, like oh, the yeah. "Who has claws for hands?" It's Zombo. <laughs> Zombo. Yeah. yeah. So that's some of so that's some of the stuff Rob Zombie always does. So uh, I am a bit of a monsters enthusiast. So Zombo 
and the werewolf brother, I think may have only shown up in maybe one or two episodes of the monsters. Yeah. But of course, Rob zombie absolutely loves those two characters. Yep. And, uh, he makes sure to get them in there. And Jeff Daniel Phillips is playing Zombo. Yep. Um, and, uh, everybody's like, you know, why does he put these people in there? But that's just such a Rob zombie thing to do. It's a it, deep cut. It's a deep cut appreciation yeah. for the show is what yeah. it ends up being. Yeah. And it's, I would, I would like to see a Zombo movie. <laughs> I would like to see a Munster's uh, Christmas special now. I think on you'll see the, I got to be honest with you. I think you're going to see a sequel to this. I hope so. I mean, I really, I don't think it costs too much to make. And I don't think it did. I don't know what the budget is. I didn't even look at IMDb to see what the budget was. Somebody had said, someone said it was 40, but Rob zombie said there's no way. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, I, so it's someone probably between 15 and 20. Maybe that would be my guess. Nobody's talked about Cassandra Peterson, by the way. No, we did. Oh, Oh, we mentioned her, but oh, okay. Yeah. No, she's fun. She's fun in the back end. There's always at least two things to mention about her. <laughs> also, good restraint on Rob Zombie to not dress her up like a vampire because it was around Halloween. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, I was expecting the Elvira thing. I'm like, oh, you're making it a witch. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, again, good makeup design of the witch, mm-hmm. too, on Cassandra yeah. Peterson. Top and her sense there. of humor, the Elvira character's sense of humor is very spot on to what Zombie's trying to go for here. Yeah, it worked. You know, that's a good point because this movie, as much as it's a Munsters film, it feels like an extended um, Elvira, you know, mid film credit sequence like that you would skit. do. Like yeah, a skit. Like yeah, an Elvira skit. Um, and I think that's why I, what I appreciate about it because I, I, you know, that was, those are my favorite things about Elvira is the skits that she did. So this matches right in there. Wow. Uh, Jose, Justin, what's going on with uh, Watch Skip Plus? You got a lot of stuff out. We do actually. <laughs> I think um, Troy might have even popped up recently. Yeah, he, he did. did. We we recently released uh, Watch Skip Singular, and Troy was on it. And we talked about Smile, starring one saucy big um, okay. And then I believe our episode coming up soon, which we will be releasing, is Justin. Uh, Halloween ends, and yeah. we have not just Sammy who is joining us here, but also on that. But we have two of the hosts of Death by DVD, Linus and Harry, joining us. Nice. Uh, I'm sure Troy and Brad will listen to that episode and just love our our discussions. I'm just gonna yell at uh, yell at my whatever I'm listening it on. If it's in the car or something, just yell at my dashboard. <laughs> you're gonna hear it. You're gonna be like, hmm, I was wrong. I I will be I the to first to evaluate this I, now. I am going to watch it again at some point uh, once I simmer down um, and give it another <laughs> chance. I, I will. Uh, I promise. That was fun. That was fun. We had a lot of fun recording that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. It was a good discussion. What about the gentleman's guide, Sam? Wow. Thanks, guys. I'm the only one that hasn't been on your show yet. Oh, <laughs> we, can get you on the- <laughs> we will uh, we will we will rectify that. <laughs> you gotta work on your waves. I know. Um, <laughs> you can come on and do hocus pocus too, but uh we're not gonna Ooh, be on for that. Oh, one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um gentlemen's guide to midnight cinema. What are, what what have we done recently? Uh Dark half, dark half. Uh, yeah, we did the dark half. Georgia, George Romero's dark half. We did that, and uh, we got a French film, a uh, very underseen French film called Litan. Uh, the next week, uh, a little bit of a wicker man, French man, kind of French man, wicker man. <laughs> Is there bees? Wicker in it? Man. Is there bees? Yeah. Is there bees? <laughs> Uh, there's not bees, but uh, it is a uh, bizarre film. I'm hoping. So, just kind of for the record, if this comes out before then, 
I'll be on my own show. Uh, 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 scheduling has been a, become a nightmare for me. So um, I'm hoping I'll be there. But if not, uh, we're going to have our really good friend, Sean, from PA on there. Oh, okay. Ooh, Perfect. Cool. Hasn't been on well. You guys know, most of you guys know Sean. Yes. I know, yeah. I don't know if Brad's met him or not, but. Uh, not in person. No. I don't yeah, think Sean came there. down when Brad visited. So. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah. But uh, I know. He's been around. He's been a good friend, and he is a fellow, uh, let's say, physical media enthusiast. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sean has some great stories about uh, buying physical media that uh, can really, I don't even know if they can be rivaled. <laughs> uh, just ha- having to go buy, get his Blu-rays from a gas station drop box. And now that he's sad, oh, he can't do that anymore. It's just so adorable. <laughs> yeah. He's got some stories, man. He does. Um, Brad, what's going on with our show? We're, we're almost done with Spooktober, right? Yeah, we've got, um, Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, three, uh, coming up with one, Mr. Sammy from the GGTMC. Man, I'm all Ooh. over you. I'm all yeah, over the place. I love it. All of I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, but possibly on my own. Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is everywhere. Yeah. Remains. Clean. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that happened, but it seems like that's the case. But yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen that movie and, since Laserdisc days. I bought that on Laserdisc. Whoa, you oh. pointed me to that trailer and I have watched it no less than 17 times. That tra- That teaser trailer is arguably one of the greatest of all time i agree i agree it it's is fantastic it is cheesy and amazing and awesome i can't wait to talk about Have it you guys so, all seen it has everybody here seen the oh teaser? yeah i've seen yeah. it i love that teaser lady trailer. of the lake saw his family yeah <laughs> um yeah so look this is our special i guess treat to everybody thank you for everybody who wrote in and wanted us to actually share our thoughts on one monsters. of us feels kind of tricked <laughs> this is where you tell me this was an intervention the whole time <laughs> yes brad right. reached into his trick-or-treat bag and found a raw oh no i just want to wish everybody a happy and safe halloween thank Thank you for playing along all this month too and listening to our uh halloween sequels that we reviewed with um everybody here as well because um jose justin sammy you all jumped on or sammy's going to be on an episode and uh i know everybody's super busy so i appreciate you taking time out of doing those shows but specifically taking time watching the monsters and, and sharing your thoughts here uh brad is there anything else we should mention um no we're good no yeah we're good Well, some of us are. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Again, happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you get lots of treats and no tricks, and we will catch you back on our regular rotation. Till then. Look at this movie. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Yeah. Hermes going to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Herman. Oh, Herman. Oh, Herman. (laughs) 